0: where Chase Minnefield, Dom Joseph, and Max Millian discuss
1: life lessons they've learned as young entrepreneurs in the business world. Join them as they debate current events, business topics, and enjoy a few laughs with their weekly
2: guests. And now for today's show. What up, what up? Here we are with another episode of the CTC Podcast, Cut the Chain Podcast. My name Chase Minifield. I'm your host, co-host Dom Joe. What up?
1: Yo, 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 what's the deal? Well, we got Maximilian, what up? What up, everybody? Chase, you came with some energy day. I like it. We've done with the turn season, so I'm I'm real happy. Happy Sunday, everybody.
2: Hey, man. The, the, the storm only lasts for so long. That's what people don't know when they when they in the storm. They feel like this is an everlasting storm. Everlasting <laughs> storm, man. The storm only lasts for so long. You can keep on pushing. Hey. That light gets bigger and bigger. You know? <laughs> hey, happy to see Max made it through and push through the storm. Dom Joe's Dom Joe's about to get started. You know this is about to be a light year for Dom Joe. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying? He's slowly losing his contracts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not gonna say that. We're we're which we just getting different contracts. I mean it's business. You know what I mean? I got got new contracts. I lost two, you know what I'm saying? That we already talked about. But I also gained a couple, and I got, you know, some more year-round work. So, it's just a different year. You know what I'm saying? So, it is what it you is, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm gonna say going to tell you what right Before, right before we make a joke out of this whole thing out here. You know here. you know what You know <laughs> my you know my, <laughs> you know what
2: my issue is? You know what my issue is with Dom Joe in this situation is that he's he subcontracted a couple guys that are still working. <laughs> you know what i they will still got contracts. So it's to be Dom Joe's contract, man. I'm surprised they still stand well, it. Yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised they still stand because he's a better man than me. You know what I'm saying? He do all that boxing oh, yeah. classes, but don't ever want to put him into work. You know what I'm saying? He do all those boxing classes every day, but he don't, ever want, he don't let a guy sneak his contract and what he needs for. Him. Yeah. Nah, man, I would, I to would uh, say that record straight.
1: I said set that record straight early. Question. Do you not have your subcontractor sign a subcontractor agreement?
0: Yeah, I told you. I told. I, I let him have it because it was funny. But now that was, that's really, there's a situation with that because the dude, the head contract, the head facility dude is really plugging his people in because he just cut my man off. But hold on, you talking about all this, I got a meeting with them on Tuesday to get him back. I got a meeting with them on Tuesday. We back in yeah, the on Tuesday, man. I got a meeting for uh, getting an estimate for some common areas and all that stuff. Yeah. Slowly,
2: slowly sneaking back in
0: there. Yeah, man. We slowly sneaking back in there, man. But I got a I got a bone to pick with the head facility dude. You know what I'm saying? Cause I see what he's doing. But it's all good. That that's that's not for the podcast right now because it can go left real quick. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, we ain't gonna let it go for a podcast.
2: <laughs> just know just know if it was uh if it was Kentucky, you know what I'm saying, hey, it wouldn't have been just so easy for a guy to be taking my contracts like that. It'd be like, Hey man, hey bro, let me holler at you. Let me holler at you real quick. Because, yeah, oh boy, I'm still so <laughs> girl that was Yo, working underneath me. Oh, girl, that was working underneath me. She still got happened. some contracts out there that Dom Joe don't got now. I'm like, oh man, hold on, hold on,
0: man. You're about man. to
2: bring the whole hey, green squad.
0: Hey, the, when whole the whole thing went down to... last year. <laughs> when the when the whole thing went down last year, I told you what happened and why and why I left it alone. I was like, man, let me just see. I'm, I'm gonna watch him do this. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing I ain't gonna do is get it distorted.
1: <clears> <laughs> let him know. I'm <laughs> not making side nine compete.
2: That's what I'm saying. He's my
1: man. So, like, either way. It don't matter when it way. comes to business, Dom. That's a good one. Let's let's start there. It don't right, matter man. if it's a man no. when it comes to business. Right. So, bruh. the whole
0: story is, the whole story is, the dude comes to my man, right, on the side, right? And he asks me, mm-hmm. like, yo, listen, I can plug you in, but you going to have to give me two, two grand off of your contract. I'm like, yo. He's like, yo. Should I do it? I was like, man, I'm not I'm not gonna give that boy two grand. I'm already cutting my man off. I'm not giving him two grand of shit. You know what I'm saying? You you could say, All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah." so that's the that's that's how that started. I was like and he he asked me, he's like, Yo, I can still, you know, some kind like we could've flipped it if we wanted to. But I was like, Man, you know what? You handle that. Dom was, Joe,
2: Dom Joe cool, said that there's some shady business going on over there. He ain't gonna lose his, uh, he ain't gonna lose his margins for nobody. So I, I can feel that. I you feel know, you it's too, man, it's too you much. It's, bad, it's too much stress going on. It's too. You can't be outside. Right outside. See, Dom. I used to say that you're inside the eye of storm, but then Dom Joe. Be like, hey, you know the the, the store is really the calmest part of the store. I'm like, all right, Dom Joe, we 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 right outside. <laughs> <laughs> we right outside the, the store. You know what I'm saying? Exactly yeah. you right
0: though. Technically, <laughs> yeah, are
2: right though. All right, we outside right outside the, the store. So while Dom Joe's right outside the, the store, there's no reason to be having your short some small margins. If you gonna have, if you gonna be out there in that stressful situation, at least do it. Be having have a reason. Be doing it.
0: Sure, that's real. Right facts so and then he phased my man out this year so uh, but they they had they had some crazy happen. i don't know like they had like people walk off the they had people walk off the site and then they called me back uh last week and they need they're like they got the rooms done but they still need like study halls and common areas and a pool room and all that so i'm gonna go take a look at everything on tuesday at 10 a.m yeah, why are you taking a look at that? Make sure you not talk. With it. Make yeah, sure
2: you come, Yeah, make sure you come in your full security uniform. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't even come in your
0: cleaning gear.
2: Don't even come in your cleaning gear. Oh, come in man. your security <laughs> uniform. You know what I mean? The full
0: outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got
2: strap <laughs> <deserves>. <laughs> got his strap yeah. on. Got oh his hey strap on. you go.
1: God. Hey, hey, you good, Yeah, we uh-huh.
2: take. all was like some security painters. Yeah, you right. We do security first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? So
1: y'all, y'all out of control, man.
2: We gonna talk about that yeah, later, man. Probably, perception uh-huh. is reality. We gonna talk about perception is reality in business and yeah, you know, of the things I've been running into. Hold in on, hold on. Before me. we go
0: any further, man, I need to shout out. I need to shout out my football team, man. We 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 uh we pulled off a crazy one. This weekend, man. You know what I'm saying? True Philly grit. We was out in the birds, man. About an hour out in the birds. You know what I'm saying? Team, guess, thought we were sweet. We went down 26 nothing at the end of the first quarter, bro. 32-13 at halftime. Wound up winning 47-40. 32-13 at
2: halftime? Y'all was down? Yeah, bro. What'd you say at halftime? What'd you say at halftime to round the boys,
0: to, to, to round up the truth? Hey, man. Everything was explosive play. One play, we didn't have enough men on the field. You know what I'm saying? Everything was explosive play. So I said, man, yo, they can't fight with y'all, man. Yo, make them drop. Make them line up every play and play football. They can't do it. Right? And then, you know, I was out there. You know, I was out there in the birds. So I said, yeah, right, right when we scored our second touchdown, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And you know my dad, my dad, right behind the bench, hey, we got him where you want him, dog. We got him where we want him. I said, yeah. We coming like a redneck in a pickup truck, baby. That's what i Y'all was wild. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? So, and we wound, up, uh, we wound up just, you know, playing better football and just beating them, man. It's our first Catholic League win in two years. so And we do change the program already, baby. That's interesting, man. Don't beat
2: yourself. So y'all boys be yourself out there. And if you just give yourself a chance, you never know how things can turn. You can just give yourself a chance, man. A lot of people not even giving themselves chance. That's the crazy thing. You know, I think I talked about that in one of these podcast episodes. I was like, man, show up. Just, just start by showing up. You know what I'm saying? Just start by showing up. Right, man. You can just get there to the point where, like, let's say you go to you got to go and to college. You can't never go to college if you don't get, make it to the ACT test. Or let's say you show up to the ACT test, but you show up late. You missed two sections. Now you definitely can't pass the test. You know what I'm saying? So... Give yourself a chance. Give yourself a chance to be successful. Dom joe got got 11 person game, got 10 people on the field. You know what
1: I'm saying? You can't win. can't win,
0: man. can't win like that. Oh, sometimes. Sure. Oh, sometimes, man. I got, I got some kids on my team. I'd rather play the 10 than put them in, but it's all good, boy. Hey, man. But, look at uh, that.
2: they listening to the podcast.
0: But, come on, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh,
1: man. What? Don't make no names. At
2: least they won't know who you're talking about. Exactly, <laughs> you, you know, one thing you, you got an idea, man. This is one thing my dad did to me when I was little, man. I don't forget. Is that, first of all, my dad is a different, different type of coach. And some of his logic I never stood to this day don't understand. So, you know what I'm saying? Some of his logic to this, to this day I don't understand. But one day, he was my ride to practice. I come to practice with him. And then I got to run all practice because he, I was late. But he brought me. <laughs>
0: he, <laughs> he didn't
2: coach, to, I, he, he, was coach, coach. he got there yeah, late and then he was, made me yeah. run? Well, he wasn't late. He was no, on time. I had to go put bad. my pads on. I had to go put my pads on in the locker room, right? I got to go put my pads on. And I, and I run out to practice. But he's already out there. They already out there because he just got out of the car and hit straight to the field, right? He just hit the field right away. <laughs> you know I had to go put my shoulder pads on, my cleats, all these different types of things. I'm like, what, three, four minutes late, Whatever. I run out there. He said, Chase, you late. Run. I ran the whole practice. <laughs> I ran the whole practice. That's bruh. crazy. So, that's the type of things yeah. i had to go through. So, uh. He ain't just, no
1: favoritism. Yeah, ain't no
2: favoritism, man. Um, uh, and this stuff things didn't even make no sense. Some things I mean, make no sense, bro. So, um, we're going to talk about perception and reality, uh, later today or later on this podcast. But before we get in that man, we're gonna talk about Andrew Luck current events, man. Andrew Luck,
0: woo. You know, talk about I didn't read into it. Uh, talk about dropping What do you mean he retired? Dired, I'm man. just saying, is there any like special reason? I just saw the headline and didn't read into it.
1: He said he's it. just mentally drained, <laughs> which I know a lot of people could probably feel you, but geez, man, I think he, I don't think so He just got too much money right now. I think that that's probably the largest, I think out of people that retired early, that's probably the most
2: impactful if you ask me. And it's because he's 29, not even 30 yet. So Barry said, I think Calvin Johnson retired at 30. That would be the closest one I would think. And then Barry Sanders was 31. He was probably the maximum of what he did. But this is a quarterback, a white quarterback who's probably got at least 11 more seasons in him at, his, at, at, at the way, at the level that he can play football. At least 11
1: more seasons? It was banking.
2: At least two contracts.
1: You know what I'm saying? It was I mean, banking gets, on him gets, for the face of the program, too. That, that'll change the whole program for you right there. Tom Brady... Especially after They ain't playing the draft this year, you know what I'm saying? Tom is what, 41, 42, something
2: like that? I mean, they get, they're making the game easier for you. You don't get hit. None of that stuff. All he got to do is show up and, and, and play the game he's always played. So, to me, he left more on the table than anybody that's retired, if you ask me. And... Really, when I thought about it, and I, and I was going to tweet this, but you know, what I said, "Man, I'm gonna save this for my platform that I got, my our, our content platform that we push out every week." You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I said, "Man, good for Andrew Luck, good for him, because at the end of the day, I'm tired of football players being in a, a, an imprisoned mindset that they gotta that they gotta be paid by the NFL or they gotta do this and do that." to to make their money, make their balance. If you hurt and you feel like this ain't worth it no more, do what you want to do. Like you don't have to do this and put your body through this or your mind through this. if it's not where you want to be at. And right. The only reason why it's shocking is the fact of, because everybody else thinks to the fact of like, you got to do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to do this. This is who you are. This is what you do. This is what pays you. You ain't going to make no money elsewhere doing outside of this. Like, who's to say that he's not gonna make more money than what he was gonna make in NFL outside the NFL? Don't put those limitations on that man right there. He might got something set up to where he double triple making what he's gonna make in the NFL for the next ten for the next decade or eleven years. So in my mindset, that's the first time I see a guy well, there's only a few. I just named the four, Calvin Johnson, um, Barry Sanders and Andrew Luck. and there's another person I think they retired early. But at the end of the day, they, they're not being controlled by the situation. They're controlling the situation. And you really see that in the NFL. A lot of NFL people are controlled by their situation. And it's usually because of the money. So I respect the man.
1: I be too. I don't respect I mean, I the fans that start. boot him at the game, though. I'm like, that's crazy. I don't know what this you know, why he, he decided to all that. I don't know why he was there. He's to a the good job. guy that's what shows you, man. Them fans can be fair Water fans. They act like they're doing something for you. You owe, like you owe them something. Because they put on a jersey and came out to the game on, on Sunday, man. All you know, people know
0: really, if you think about it, man, it's really like times haven't changed from the freaking Roman days with the Gladiators, man. It's the same thing. The gate's shut. The fans don't care. All they want is their entertainment and all they want is that you know what I'm saying? That excitement, that blood, that you know what I'm saying? That blood rush. Right. You know they don't care about your personal life. We can't even expect them to care about your personal life because this is what we signed up for, man. So you got to respect right. luck, luck, Luck's decision at the end of the day, man. Because yeah, you know they booed him for ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? And then tomorrow is on to the next. You know what I mean? So you can't you can't even worry about that. You can't do nothing but just respect his decision.
1: I think the real people that don't respect the decision are people who never played a day in their life. They don't understand it. And those of you who are the ones that do the loudest on the sidelines. I think I think, fans, I think can't listen to the sidelines. I think for a fact that I was not... I feel like
2: the injuries piled up on me for a reason. I feel like God piled my injuries up for a reason because I was playing through injuries. You know what I'm saying? I was in was a mindset where, hey... I was one of those imprisoned mentally mentally imprisoned players that was like, I gotta make this bag. I gotta get this bag. You know what I'm saying? And here I am. I ne- by the time I was in Washington, I was taking um painkillers or anti what's that stuff that- anti inflammatories And anti inflammatories daily, daily for practice. You know what I'm saying? Training camp, guess what? How many days of practice in a row? I mean it not a it's at least a bottle, that's at least a whole bottle of a leave. You know what
1: I'm saying? And, just that, ain't, and that ain't good for you.
2: That's not healthy. And people doing anything, That's everything, at all. just to play the game. Um, and then think, think about in camp. You about to have? You about to have probably a thousand, over a thousand players cut over this next week or so. That ain't gonna make a dime for what they just gave in camp. Sorry, right, they made a little bit, but it's just per diem. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a weird game, man. I was talking to my, uh, it's it's not a weird game. It's a great game. taught a lot, a lot of life lessons. But how it, how the media and society has like captured the mindset of young boys and young boys and especially young black boys around the world, around the country is a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing that it's almost like a cycle that I don't know if we going to get out of, as far as Go get out believing of. that, believing that this is, or understanding. Well, I think a know, lot of opportunity
1: outside of the sport. I think a lot has to do with like getting people out there who you know are in different avenues and, and really explaining to the kids. It's all about what you see, man. I mean, I think the three of us come from you know similar backgrounds. Whereas, you know, the people I saw that were making money were not NFL players. They weren't rappers, man. They owned their own company from, from day one. Man, I know people that own something simple, like a cleaning company, which no one thinks is great or, you know, that's not Flash, like on the club or something. But, man, this man was a multimillionaire, had a bunch of houses, lots of cars, and all I did was own a cleaning company. And it's like when I came out of college, man, I had an agent talk to me like, yeah, you know, you can go to the Canada league for a couple of years and then we can, you know, work your way to hopefully getting back to the NFL. I'm sitting there thinking about my car, like, right, you know, what's, what's, what they are paying in the Canadian leagues? Like, you know, get you as high as like maybe $50,000 a year. And I'm sitting here like, man, I know I just did this for free for five years, but $60,000. Now I got job offers for higher than that. And I ain't got to kill myself, you know, and I got vacation days and, and, and this and that. And if I get hurt, you know, I got paid leave. And so it's, it's, it's a different mindset, and, you know, when I decided to give it up, it wasn't as hard for me because what I had seen the real money being made wasn't playing football. I mean, you see a lot of people who made it, but they're not making the money. I've seen people who own their own company make, to be honest.
0: There you go. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Man, I just I feel like sometimes, man, I've stayed too long, man. You know what I mean? It's like, damn, like, yo, I started doing this when I was 26. Instead of twenty nine, feel like I'd be a lot further. But why? Why is it to
2: the fact of? So let's take me and Dom Joe for a reason that you know. What I'm saying we both have families that were doing successful in, in business and life outside of football. Why? Why did we feel like football was our? I think it was bigger than the money. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it
1: was my. Which is it's different for you. Your dad played in the league. Yeah, I think that's a different drive to make it to the league. You know what I'm saying? That, at least personally, I probably if I, you know, if I had a parent that paid in the league, I think I might have tried a little harder, you know, just to make it. But that's true. You know, I don't know personally, but that, that's you know, that's that's a different mindset for that. What about you, Don Joe? What you think about? Why?
2: Why do you think you had a, You was trying to prove something to somebody or something? Why do you think that you
0: felt like you had to continue to go down this path? Um, to be honest with you, man, it was, I mean, I just love the game, man. And I think I took my situation for granted, whereas though, like, all right, now I know football is going to end, but I know my fa- my business, my family business and all that is always going to be there. And I have this short window to do as much as I can, you know what I'm saying, while doing everything that I dreamed about, you know what I mean, since I was little. And so, like, at, at a point, I'll probably say, My second year playing arena, um, it was was less less about making it to the NFL and just playing the game that I love before I can't do it anymore. So, like, I I adopted a term. People ask me why I play. I say, man, all I'm going to do is exhaust my football potential at this point. And then I think I got carried away in, quote, unquote, exhausting my football potential. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because there's so much potential on the other side.
2: I about to
1: say you got carried off the field. I I almost got carried off the field. Uh, But I think it's also different for you, Dom, because you had a quote-unquote, I wouldn't say fallback, but you had somewhere to go. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you were looking at football like you were in prison where you had nothing else you could do. You had always known somewhat what you were going to do when you got out. It was just, it sounded like for you, it was just more of living out your dreams while you could or while you thought you could.
0: Yeah, but it's also like you know, with Jesus to say, "Don't be a play link. It's like you right about like that. A That's You know what I mean? Just like man, like if I if I if I did this three years ago, I'd be way ahead of me where I was now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, but you, said, like, you know, you can you can always
1: say that though. You know, what I'm saying, what's this, what's to stop you now when you're 33 from not being where you where you want to be? You know what's nah, yeah. you here you could have said that like man, if I didn't play football in college and started this when I was nineteen, you know what I'm saying like no nah,
0: yeah you're right yeah, you can get down slip your you always yeah man you I just, just felt
2: like i didn't. I felt like I didn't play the game at a healthy level like the the amount of time and effort and mental I put into the game, I don't feel like it was a healthy I don't feel like it was a healthy for any individual, and that's just my thought process
0: on it as far as. Um, but th- that's the thing, though, with football, man. Like, how can you, though? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I, that's one thing I realized with these high school kids, man. I'll give one example real quick. Just because, like, the way I played the game and the way we played the game it is different than these kids now. Like, I had one kid tell me, Coach, I'm busy seeing spots. Bro, you just ran down kickoff and made the freaking tackle with your head, like, Of course you're seeing spots. You might be (laughs) like, you know what I mean? But instead, I can't smack him on the helmet and be like, man, you good. Get some water. Now I got to take him to the trainer and do concussion protocol. I'm down to He's seeing spots. He's seeing spots. (laughs) 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 You know what I'm saying? So it is playing the game healthy. Because if you give it your all, if you give it everything that we got, that ain't healthy at all, man.
1: That's a violent game. That's a violent game.
2: I just felt like it was to the point where, it's to the point where, like, I don't know. I just felt like, I don't know. In general, we, as, we took the gladiator mentality and it was almost to the death that we took the gladiator mentality. And at least for me. I felt like, it was like, if I didn't get to intervene, I was going to go out there and it was going to be until I can't do it no more. You know what I'm saying? I was going to run through people like, I remember when I got my concussion against Indianapolis coach, my DB coach specifically told me before I went into the game, he said, hey, I know you like to do your own thing, but I told you you need to start hitting people down low. I said, hey, coach, you don't hit nobody down low. I'm running through people up top. If that's just what I do. <laughs> 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 you
1: know what
2: I'm <laughs> hey, tight end caught that thing. You know me. I T-stepped mean? on that thing, came through full speed. Ah! You know what I'm saying? Hey. Looked around. <laughs> looked around. I said, hey. This is a little blurry. It's a little blurry out here, ain't it? A little blurry. <laughs> <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't used to that type of contact. I ain't used to look after the contact. But uh, I don't know who that boy out here was, like Kobe Cleaner or something like that. But uh, he was a little tight. He was a little tight, man. A little long. He was long in there, for sure. I, I caught him with everything I had. He felt he it. but I definitely felt it more than he felt it, because at the end of the day, the halftime, they was bringing me in for the, for the smoke. <laughs> but I had They were giving me the slip. Yeah, man, about halftime. I played the All next, like, eight or ten plays, but I didn't remember none of them. And I went back to the sideline, and I was like, yo. I looked up. I remember sitting on the bench. I looked up at the scoreboard, and I was, I asked uh, one of my teammates, like, how would they score? I was like, how would they score? And he was like, you don't know how they scored? No, nah, I don't know how they scored. Then I went to my coach. I was like, how would they score? Did I, did I, I was like, did I give up a touchdown? I didn't give him a touchdown, did I? You know, that's one thing I wanna know. Did I give him a touchdown? I don't remember the scoring at all. I didn't You know what I'm saying? Then they said, Hey, come check him out, come check him out. Next thing you know. I didn't remember I didn't remember that they had scored and it was like a memorable play. It wasn't like, you know, go around like fall into the end zone. It was like a 70 yard run. They was like, You don't remember that? I was like, Nah, I don't remember none of that, bruh. I don't remember none of that.
1: But it didn't happen on me.
2: It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't happen on me, though, did it? No, I didn't
1: happen on you. All right, sorry.
2: we good, man. All right, we
1: good,
2: yeah. All right, we good. Oh, So Yeah, man, it just comes down to the fact that I'm just happy for Andrew Luck not letting the game control him to the point where he can make his own decision, even if it does mean leaving 60. He probably left $100 million, to be honest with you, if you think about where he could have made going forward for the next decade. Uh, He left that all on the table. And I don't know, he might be back, but for this term – but you, you also thing.
1: don't know what he's gonna do though. You know what I'm saying? He might have left a hundred million and make two hundred million. Now and I'm no I'm not crazy. Most people aren't gonna make, you know, a hundred, two hundred million for themselves. But most people also aren't Angie Luck. But I think what a lot of people don't understand, you probably know the most Jason, the time and effort that you have to put to be at a level in the NFL, man, if you put that into anything else, oh my goodness. The things you can do, it it'll be crazy. I don't think people really understand how much time really goes into it. Like yeah, rehab, fun. actual practice, film, study. I mean, it is. It does just because practice is over don't mean nothing. All and the skills that too. you, all, you all know, the, the you skills that you've
2: it, already it. developed in being a professional athlete or competing at a college level, high level, there's all, the, there's all the skills that you need to 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 win in a business. That's all the skills that you need.
1: So
2: the foundation's already built. You just got to refocus it. So that's that's yeah, one thing is. I'm. Uh, I can I can be proud of is the fact of you know and I'm trying to get that message to more people in the fact that you don't need this. You don't need this. If you want to do it, fine, go do it. But at the end of the day, don't feel like you gotta jeopardize yourself, your physical health, or your mental health and play this game. It's yeah. not that. You know what I'm saying? Let's not make it that. Let's not make it more than what it is. It is what it is. You I know, know.
0: I think, yeah. yeah. I think um I just think Every Everybody should be an athlete, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, Just going to the point of just um, the skills you use in athletics is uh, completely parallel to the skills you use in business, man. Because I was actually talking to one of my girl's friends today, and she said that she doesn't really care for kids play sports. Um, you know, if they want to draw, draw. And I was like, you know I mean? Yeah, it's a free world, but... There's not all these if it's not athletics, there's not that accountability factor and there's not that sense of urgency with success. Like if you're an artist you know what I mean you're an aspiring artist, you whatever you draw, your parents are gonna be like, you know, okay, you know what I'm saying, it's nice, it's good, whatever. You know what I mean? But you're not no one holds you to a standard that you have to come in and consistently meet every day like you do with athletics. And I think that goes a ways into just having overall success in life. You know what I mean? No matter what, my
1: son. Having having a job in an office, you can tell who played at least some level of sports. I'm not talking about like the ones that everyone could play, club sports, like some level of sports that had selection and who didn't. It's easy to tell.
2: I refuse to not. If I I have a son one day, I guarantee he'll be playing football. I don't care what the rules is or none of that. I need to know one thing, and one you know, there's one defining moment that I know for sure that built me to who I am today, and that is when well, you know when you play football, you you haven't really taken a hit yet until you know when you first take a real hit, where you're like, all right, I gotta get up. <laughs> you know, you take that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh
1: yeah,
2: I got two choices: I'm gonna get up, or I'm gonna cry, and I'm gonna let them come get me up off the field. Like, I remember specifically making that decision as a young kid, probably like
1: eight
2: or nine, and I'm like, nah, I'm about to get up. I gotta get up, I was crying in my helmet, all that, but I ain't going about to I ain't about to let nobody else see me get taken off the game or nothing like that. Like they got me nah. The next play, crying tears in my helmet and everything, bop somebody else. Like, what's up? Yeah, we here now. Yeah, everybody get hit. If I'm here, everybody <laughs> get hit. Straight up. <laughs> that's one thing that that football can teach more than more than most sports is the fact of just being tough, man, and and having to go to war with yourself. Like that's 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 one of the things I've been sitting on these recently. Is man, you if you want change, if you want to be somebody, you got to be willing to go to war with yourself. You got to be willing to really dive deep into who you are right now and really say, all right, I'm about to go to war with me, who I am individually, change it fundamentally, and really just get uncomfortable and and and, and, and go take these steps. So I feel
0: like football is that game yes. like, you go to war with yourself every day. Yeah, I mean, so, that's funny that you say. That, man. But listen, what's funny because about that, right? because no, I was I'm like I had kind of I had that same. I literally was pretty much thinking that same thing to the point that I, I was gonna I was gonna wait till next week since you brought it up. But starting next week, man. I'm Joe. Giving up alcohol for 30 days, man. Going to war with it it all came about. You know what I'm saying? And it all came about because I was like, okay, I accomplished this, but I still didn't accomplish this. You know, and it's like, okay, what is in the way of me accomplishing this? Like, what do I got to do different? Because I'm doing pretty good. Like, I just hit some couple benchmarks. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what else do I got to do? And then I was like, man, the biggest thing, man, that I never, ever tried since I started drinking <laughs> was, was quitting. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to say I'm done drinking. I'm not going to say that, but just stop it for 30 days, man. We're going to hold you your know I mean? accountable. Yeah, no, almost. You got 30 days Yeah. I,
1: I, I don't think people realize hey. the, the how big this is for Dom Joe, how big this will be, I should say. I don't yeah. think they know about everyday Cup Joe, Chase. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about that. Yeah, but. What
2: you going to so, do on your Sundays, be- man? What you do the Sunday cookouts, man? Oh, man. That's man. a really I'm good drunk, custom is when he's around everybody
0: else. That's a really good custom when he's around everybody else. Yeah. Well, man, you know I you, you. you know what I mean? But it's just, I think the past like two days I've been thinking, about, man, what do I got to do is get to the next level, man. You know what I'm saying? And it all started because last week I didn't drink all weekend. And I started my Monday off hot. You know what I'm saying? I just felt good. You know, and, and and you know, I was preparing for the game this week. You know, it was game week, man, so I was hype all week. And I was like, man, you know what? Man, let me just try it for thirty days, man. It's gonna be tough, man, but we ain't never did this before. There's gonna be some new waters, man. But hey, we're gonna hey, we gonna make it out.
2: Hey man, go woe, with yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Set, set 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 goals and
2: and go make them happen, man, for real. But so that's good, man. We're going to hold you accountable for that. We'll see how it is. We'll do the dom Hill check-in. And you don't have to be honest with us, man. Starting, starting uh, on uh <laughs> Sunday. Starting
0: next Sunday, man. Next Sunday, man. All right, next Sunday. That makes me he ain't ready to start yet. You
2: know what I'm saying? Nah, that's
0: right. Yeah, we we play down the shore, man. We I'm taking Reese on vacation down the shore. All, like, all right, right man. That's, when I come back from vacation, Labor day is home. All right, there you go. I believe it, be, man. That's a good start to the podcast, man. But now let's get into our business topic of the day. Before we
2: get started with that, I want to make sure that I get everybody to listen, that's listening, to share our podcast with other people, man. Please share it. Please comment. Please leave us questions. Let us know how we can be better, what you want to hear, what you want to know, if there's anything else we can do. Uh, rate us. Only if you got a five star rating, don't rate us because you don't got no five star rating. I know our listeners are going up. Tell us what you'd like to hear. Do you like to see guests? Do you like us doing one, three? Just just need Dom, Joe, and Max on the couch type series? Uh, we're going to keep everything going and keep growing in this podcast. So the topic of the day today is perception versus reality and the importance of perception in business. Is it important? Is it not important? I know a lot of people are like, man, I'm real. I'm real. I don't need, I don't need to be nothing different than what I perceive. But there's a, there's also an argument where how do you even get started if you don't have a perception that you are something that you're not yet? How does somebody get started if you if you just say, All right, you're right, I ain't never cleaned the house, I ain't never did none of this, I ain't never painted, I ain't never did security. You're right, that's who I am. I'm I'm green as green. How do you even get started if you are green green and you're not perceiving that? So you gotta build, so I think perception is starting a company these days, I think like you gotta have some level of perception that somebody believes to give you an opportunity. And then you got to go prove it in reality. I want to get your guys' opinion on perception versus reality in the business world and any experiences you guys may have. We'll start with Max.
1: Man, you had a lot. I would say I think your perception, you should always have a, a positive outlook. Don't get me wrong. If, if you go in there and perceive it's going to be bad or something's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong. Why are you even doing it? So every time I go in, I perceive that things are going to go right. This is what's going to happen. But I'm always prepared for the reality that that's not going to be the case. And you need to know that you got to be adaptable. It's very rare you're going there and you're new and you know everything and you can't be afraid to ask questions. If you can find somebody who's done it before and they're happy to help you, I would implore you to ask some questions. There's going to be things that you, you don't know what you don't know. So there's going to be things that's going to, going to come up along the line that might give you a hiccup. But, you know, I think we all perceive that's going to go great. Like, why, why? You're not going to go into something if you think that's going to be terrible. Or you think it's not going to make any money. So, we all might have that perception, but the reality is going to be if it was that easy, everyone, as they say, everyone would do it. So, as long as you're prepared for that, your reality is most likely going to be different than how you perceive it's going to go. And, you know, you're just prepared to make those changes on the fly. I think you're going to be good to go. Um,
0: no, i I think. <clears throat> I think when you're starting off, perception is more so. You have to, you have to, people have to believe in your character. Whoever gives you your first shot has to believe you can do whatever you're doing. And I think it, it's more so about character, not like, uh, you know, not not how skillful you are, but they have to look at you and believe, okay, man, I'm going to give him a shot and I believe that he can get the job done. You know, because at the end of the day, it's business, man. So if people really don't think you're not gonna get the job done, they're not gonna waste their time, they're not gonna waste your time. I think it starts with character. So Question um,
2: question, John Joe. So if you as a coach, if you as a coach see a six two guy come in and say he play corner, you give him a chance over the five eight guy that's playing corner right now, or you or you gotta see something out of that. So that's like a perception type situation I see. So if you if you you see a six two corner, built like Rosside and Chris Cook, you know what I'm saying, come up to Roman Catholic. You like, hey bro, go ahead and jump in there real
0: quick, let me see what you got. <laughs> you know what I'm
2: saying? Are you
0: gonna make them
2: start, Are make them start as three? You gonna make them start as a threes to work his way up, man. What's Don Joe doing in that in that type of perception space versus reality? You might have a five eight corner that might not have division one talent, but you know what I'm saying, he's a little scrappy and he been getting the job done for you. What wh what, what you do in that perception
0: versus reality space? Coach? Oh, I go with my guns, man. You know what I'm saying? I go with my guns. You gotta hurry, man. Hey, what a is... Nothing's to given is earned, man, especially on the football field. I think that's one of the biggest lessons that uh, football taught me, you know, coming from where I was the one year I was the best DB in the state. And then my junior year I was the second best DB in the state. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, on my high horse. And then I come to Virginia and I'm number four on the depth chart for two years. I'm like, yo, what am I doing? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? Hey, so I, I hey had to man, turn man. it up or not, man. It, like, man. I really had to turn it up. Oh, man. You know man. what I mean? And hey, let so me crazy. let everyone know.
1: I'm not, I'm not laughing so hard. I'm not laughing at you, Dom. I think we both laugh because we know the feeling. Most people know that yeah. feeling, man. <laughs> not that Dom, i sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah, man. Oh, oh man. man. Just yeah. Man, you know, it's like... That feeling of, damn, what I got to do to get out the basement. And especially, man, if you're not proving. You know what I mean? Just because you're big, man. i see a lot of people that look like Tarzan play like James. You know what I'm saying? Back pedal nice, wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. You feel me? So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you got to show, show me tough. what you can do. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, if he if he's meant to be in that position, you know what I'm saying? Then it'll show. It'll, it'll reveal itself quick, but we going to let it happen. I'm not just going to throw him out there. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. of your accolades. You feel me? And I think yeah. I think that was one of the biggest things with us, our character as seniors, especially. Just, hey man, you know they take us to be last this year, but whoever come in front of us, man, you got to show us what we can do. Well, you got to show us what you can do, man. Put them in front of me. I think we're gonna beat them every time. You feel me? So we, we, we leaving the game, with 11, control, <laughs> leaving yeah, the game with eleven concussions. We leaving the game with eleven players,
2: eleven players with eleven concussions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> so I took that mindset as a coach, man. It's like I don't care. Like I had to get his one kid Christian. He's, he's pretty good, but he said, "Yeah, you ain't heard about me." I said, "Man, I don't care where you been. I don't care who you played for. Strap up, <laughs> you feel me? Straight up, man." So that's what it is. That's how, that's how that's I'm it
2: is, man. So it just seems like in the world today, perception is so important, and it shouldn't be put in as high of a Demand are people should be making decisions, uh, decisions off of perception. But in the reality, it is like, you cannot tell me that people in the NFL front offices aren't making perception based decisions on people on the depth chart or people that are on the roster. I mean, even, I think it even comes down to the dreads and the tattoos. If you want me to be honest with you, you line up you line up Drake, uh you line up a clean cut guy over here that does look like he been battle tested next to, you know what I'm saying, dude look nice, got his dress, swag, game nice, you know what I'm saying? And, and I bet I bet they'd be like, Hey, let me see you, let me see you going there first. You know what I'm saying? But then ultimately you get to play and you get to see. But at the beginning, I truly believe a perception is more important than what you actually have done or did. If somebody doesn't know you. Hey, shit
1: I know you remember Pro Day, man. They had us line up in nothing but our girdles. And basically, they just, you know what I'm saying, see what you look like. Eye you down, see how big your arms were. I mean, that's all perception. That was the first thing we did before you ran a route, ran a play, or whatever. They wanted to see if you at least had the size. Let me look at you. You Let me look at you, boy. (laughs) Yeah, let me see what you look like. There's some positions. You know, you can get away being undersized in some positions. But the linemen, I mean that's got to be one of those scrutinized. If you ain't got the hype, it's over. So perception is, is I mean, it's always first. And yeah, we want to live, I know we want to say, oh, don't judge the book by its cover. And that sounds all great, but that's not what reality is. Reality is, you know what I'm saying? First impression is everything. Without the first impression, you don't even get a chance to get in there and show what you can do. Yeah.
2: So, well, I think it's, I think it's, I mean, almost to the point where, let's take it a situation where, um, you want to build a company and you're trying to build let's say a company from scratch from the ground up you gotta start with trying to make a perception that you are something that you're not is there any way else to get your first contract besides like if you're marketing it is there any way else to get a first contract you can't market the fact that you don't know what you're doing you can't do that you know what I'm saying? you can't yeah. market it the- you can't market the fact that you're like, I've never done this before. I've never done this before, but I'm looking for an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, you, you
1: can't, can't do, do that.
2: that man. Bro. Like, you got to go in there and you got to say. Contract. You got to go in there and you got to say, like, listen, I, you got to make something. You got to make something up. You got to give me some reason why you can do this job. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm trying to think back to the first time I actually tried to get a contract with, with uh, oh I was, I was having like property managers that I knew around the city create me reference letters that were fake reference letters, and I ain't even ashamed to say it. Like they were fake reference letters. Oh, yeah. And I'll be, I and I'll be like, can here, you mate? write me a reference <laughs> and say that I've done this and I
1: haven't done <laughs> it? I don't know. Oh man, I don't know if you can do that. Jay. I don't know. You put down the air. I would I not be a part of that. I I, I'm a part of betting the truth. I, I understand doing whatever it takes. I'm a part of betting the truth, but I'm the guy. I, I'm going somewhere, and they say, hey, Keith, do this before. And, like, say, I, for example, they're like, man, I'm trying to get my first contract to build a house, and I ain't never built a house before. Like, man, you know, I come in there and you, say, might, yeah, you, know, I've been, you might be dying off a little bit more than you, too, with that. Whoa. Hey, hey man, hey. Hey, my, hey house. look. I've been building things for, you know, my whole life. You know what I'm saying? You can bend the truth. Like, you know, I might build a birdhouse and shop class or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Build a little shed. I ain't never built a house ground up, but you ain't got to tell them that. You can tell them you have built an experience. You got built an you experience.
2: All right, man. You better tell me this yeah, detail, on that one. You better tell me this details. That <laughs> that one. You don't build a birdhouse.
1: You know what I'm Hey, don't, don't go in there and say something that you can't come combat something. That's, that's your line. You know what I You're right about
2: that. So, oh. this is exactly what I come in. I come with a whole bunch of documents saying that I can do it. Right?
1: That's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I hate that. Well, let's say, me, me, and Chief, that. me and Chief. I don't Chief, know I'm Chief, people
2: that. Chief Wells, who is our national, national security guy for helping hands, he had endless experiences being a security person. Worked in the jails, did private security, all these different types of things. And I would use his resume as our resume. You know what I'm saying? Just like things like that. Just things like that was will, will, will things to get you into the door. But you got to find a way to build a, perce- build a perception and to build a perception that you can accomplish a job even if you haven't d- done it. And then once you get into the door to get an opportunity to do it, you got to be great at it. You got to be great at it. You got to be everything you said you was. If you wasn't on the first one, then you ain't going to have to get a second one. So if you're a in the first one, then you'll get a second opportunity. You're a in the second opportunity, you'll get a third opportunity. you get a fourth opportunity. I was just talking about this with Chief the other day and about how we started the security company. And it was like one day we were working on one contract. We did that for a month. We got them to write a reference letter for us. Then we got another contract. Started working at Waffle House. Then we got another, another contract with Cookout. Then we got another contract. Ah, it just rolled over real quick. But it all started off with us like writing what we done, what we did. And not saying, like, we can't do what we've done, but we'll figure out how to do it. This what we have experience, with. we have, these type of people that we're hiring. We, we do background checking, random uh, random, random pitch tests, all of those types of things. Like, make it look like you are the top of the top, the most professional of the professional. Take somebody else's security company, take their model, take what they do, say that's what you're going to do, even if you haven't even done it. That's what I say, creating a perception that somebody is going to be able to go ahead and say, all right, I'm going I'm to bet on this people. But they gotta at least think. So I get I get on Lincoln, my business partner with Easy Turn, about creating documents that don't look nice. Like the document has to look nice. Like you can't give them a document that looks bad. Because the first time I see a document that don't look professional, I'm not even gonna read it. I'm not even gonna look at it, I'm not even gonna read it like
1: first of all I needed it to be well, I can't even to take to the time. Yeah, if you can't even take I the time to, to make this piece of paper that's resenting me to look good. What what you gonna do? It worked for me, you know what I'm saying? Exactly.
2: I need to be aesthetically pleasing, man. People, first impression is everything, and that's the same thing as perception. I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think I think, I think it's, yeah, hey, man. it's it's anonymous for real when you're talking about business. Okay. First
1: perception. Do first, you ever, so Chase? Do you ever feel like that perception can get you, you know, bite off more than you can chew? Oh, definitely.
2: But that's one of the yeah. things that I offer you guys at Helping Hands that do the Original Partners is the fact that I give you all the... Re- I give you all the... i let you use the entire uh, resume that we've built up as yours. Right. You know what I'm saying? As yours. So then now, it's up to you guys to go in there and, and see what you can get. Like, you can end up biting off more than you can chew. I mean, our resume can get you three contracts just so cleaning. You, you can be swallowed up real quick. You know what I'm saying? You can be swallowed up real quick. It's happened before.
0: Quick. So... <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but I'm telling you that we're letting you use what we have built as a company as your resume, the same way Chief let me use his resume to build up a security company, you know what I'm saying? So now once you get the opportunity, we're going to get you in the door because we got a good perception. The brand has a good perception. We're going to get you in the door, but now you got to go execute. Got to go execute, right? So that is what it is now, man. Yeah, I thought I was going to talk about perception versus reality today. I do got another interesting question for
0: you guys today. What do you guys think is the difference between being an entrepreneur and being self-employed? An Entrepreneur, uh, I think an entrepreneur takes business, takes advantage of every business opportunity they can, whereas being self-employed, it's kind of like my dad's partner at the car wash. He's been working at the car wash. He's a partner at the car wash. He's, at car wash. He's happy at the car wash and he's been doing it for 25 years. Same car wash, you know what I'm saying? Um, Not really looking to do anything else. Takes a vacation every July 4th and every Memorial Day, you know? But he's self-employed. I wouldn't call him an entrepreneur, whereas Chase and Max, you know what I'm saying? I feel like you guys take advantage of opportunities. And Chase, too, you guys take advantage of real estate deals, you know, uh, anything, you know, helping hands, we started cleaning. Now we on the security. You feel me? Saver construction. You know what I'm saying? So it's like an entrepreneur takes advantage of every business opportunity they can because they love it, you know? And self-employed just means you pay yourself.
1: Yeah. What do you think? think that? That's true. But I think all types of things. I think, mean. Entrepreneur, you go, you get your own business. I think self-employed to an extent, you're still looking for someone to to pay you, but it's just more on your terms. Like you're not a you're not a full time employee. But like, for example, when I first started out on my own, I was a general contractor and I was self-employed, so I didn't have, I didn't work for any company. But you know, I specifically, but I went and people would hire me to build their house or hire you know companies would hire me to do this or do that for them. But I own my own company. But now. You know, I'm the one who I do the deals from start to finish. See, every once in a while, I'll still take, you know, maybe for a family friend or something, building the house, but I'm looking to build it for myself and own it myself. So I, I think one of the big is in self employed, you still are looking for someone to give you a paycheck. Entrepreneur, you're the one with the paycheck. You know, you're making your own money pretty much. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, because you could be like a freelance, whatever, and be self employed. Right. Yeah, so I don't think that makes you an entrepreneur. I feel like
2: an entrepreneur is somebody that creates a system, and the system can be there when he's not there. I feel like a self-employed person has to be there and he has to do it. So that's the difference that how I see as an entrepreneur and a self-employed. I see, I feel like he can start off an entrepreneur can start off self-employed, but he if he can't build a system that can't go without him being in it, or uh, he is a very crucial environment of it. So let's take a personal trainer, like personal trainer. Self employed until they build a personal training like company where he do not train no more and he runs business or books or something like that. Now you got a system, sure. you know what I'm saying? So that's what I see as a difference between an entrepreneur and being self employed is the fact that an entrepreneur finds a way to turn a business into a system that operates smoothly and you can put people in positions that can run that system. And it doesn't have to be you,
1: that's how I see an entrepreneur, vs. self employed.
0: Yeah, but also, week, man. I I think what you got? I think, down big, down. Uh, I think you're missing out the, the the risk reward factor for entrepreneurs, man. That can't be overlooked. You know, I'm not saying you're wrong, but in order to be an entrepreneur, you have to you have to be a risk taker. You know what I'm saying? You got you got to be willing to take that L to get that reward. You know what I mean? Whereas self employed, I could just be a self employed um, lawn mower guy. What else? Self employed landscaper. You know, that's what I do. I got my lawn mower, and I just go from house to house. You know what I mean? Mowing lawns, doing my thing. And that's it. No really risk or reward. You know what I mean? There's no really risk there. I know I can do it. I know I'm going to get paid. And I'm going to just do it till I get X amount of dollars. Both. You know what I'm saying? I think there's there, some risking you know. that. I think there. there's some risking that while more taking that chance of being separate for it because if it rains, he ain't going to make a dollar.
2: You know what I'm saying? If it rains, he ain't going to make a dollar. ha, ha, ha. Well, if he was working for another company that was a lot more in company, he'd still get a check. Probably.
1: So That would be, that would be my thought process on the risk
2: of it. I feel like you're still employed. You're still taking a risk because you're not technically working for somebody. But... Uh, and you still have a reward. But I feel like it's just almost a different way of thinking about it. Almost. But it's an interesting something to think about if you guys, everybody listening, what, we'd like to know your thought process on what's what the difference between an entrepreneur mm-hmm and Versus being a self boy, because they're not the same thing. It's not the same thing, and I like to figure this out. I think we're all three entrepreneurs, um, you know, tackling a lot of different spaces. In love with the challenge, and in love with the risk, and understanding the rewards for our risks. So we'll see what we'll see what people say about it. Gas of the week? Who got it? Me? Is it me? Who? I don't even know, man. We so, you know what I'm saying? We be doing this all the time now. I don't even know who got the gas of the week these days. I don't know, man. I mean, I got some gas. You know what I'm saying? Just, I think you he did hell, the gas last week. I think he love get love the gas gas.
0: Nah, I did the gas last week. Y'all clowning me. Oh, man. man and said. then we
1: end up, we end up did,
0: making it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah I am got to it over, though. though.
2: Yeah, we got to talk about your gas. Hey, man. man.
0: Hey, man, yeah. Um... Uh, uh, this, this gas is, um, you know, something that I've been thinking about. I ran across a quote, ran across a quote that is very true. So this gas is more so just motivation for y'all, man. And, um uh, anybody out there who's not going to be, just know that every master was once a disaster. And going back to what Chase said earlier, you know, storm only lasts for so long. You feel me? So you might be right outside that eye right now. Things might be crazy. But just know one day that sun going to shine, man, you're going to be back on your feet, man. So keep fighting the good fight. Keep playing the game, man. And keep working your way to becoming a master and work through your disaster, baby. Yeah, hey, baby. Man. Hey, it out, flipping it out, double it. out to you
2: know what I mean? it up, double it. All right, man, All right, man. All right, man. That's it for today's episode. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and follow us on Instagram at CTC Podcast. Catch you next week.